0: Hey everybody, this is Clay Layman with Ocala Hustle, and we are today sitting with one of our favorite community partners, Wear Gloves. With me are Ken and Wendy Cabertal. Uh They are the, um, what is your title at Wear Gloves?
1: I'm chairman but Founders. founders. Okay,
0: Founders of Wear Gloves. Yeah. So why don't we just jump right in, and if you guys wouldn't mind just telling us about Wear Gloves and the mission, that'd be okay. great.
1: Okay, well Wear Gloves, um, we started... Uh, about 11 years ago, Uh almost 11 years ago. So Wendy and I and our 12 year old daughter started it. We actually started the mission by traveling around the country in an RV and learning more about poverty and how we could help people better. So we've been back in Ocala now about six years uh, putting those things into play. Um, Three of our initiatives right now is the Dignity Center, uh, Dignity Roasters Coffee and Church in the Garden. And those things are kind of uh, our attempt at loving our neighbor better. So the Dignity Center primarily is a place where we allow folks in need to earn what they need. We feel that's a better way to love, love our neighbor by allowing them to earn the help that they need, as opposed to us uh, providing charity and just uh, uh, giving them things. Because we learned as we traveled around how it makes people feel
2: when we do that. And then the whole cycle of dependency and, and the difficulties in sure. uh, attacking that.
1: Yep.
2: So we're, we're primarily a workforce readiness. Nonprofit—that's um, our primary focus—and and the Dignity Center and the Dignity Roasters Coffee, and the things that we do uh, with outsourcing our crews, working with the city—it's um, all providing uh, workforce readiness skills so that our clients become um, more employable and uh, can move and integrate back into our town and become productive citizens again.
0: So the the path that someone might take in connecting with um, with dignity with wear gloves I almost said dignity serves which was the class that when I first was introduced to you I took your dignity serves class right but someone might come to the dignity center and when we talk about people in need the that is a way to talk about what other folks might call homeless people or people that are in poverty Mm -hmm. is that fair to say I'm just trying to connect from what someone watching might think of when they're thinking of the people that connect with your sure group line. who are you serving
1: yeah uh the terminology we use is the distressed yes. which is a wide gray area and that's kind of what reality is right I mean, we do have several homeless clients that work with us we also have a lot of people in recovery houses a lot of people that live um on grandma's couch or right in people's sheds and stuff so it's very thing but yeah folks that are in distress, distressed situation and just like we saw when we Walked around uh, the Dignity Center. Angela, the lady that came in there, she mm-hmm. will come in tomorrow and she will interview. And then uh, we'll find out what her needs really are. And then we will plug her into the program to start meeting those needs. And Wendy mentioned uh, workforce readiness. So in the video, it shows the uh, parts assembly that we're doing. Yeah, That's certainly not teaching a skill how to put nails mm-hmm. in a pin, but all the other stuff that comes with that is what we're teaching. Sure. Showing up on time. You got to text in on Monday morning to get on the schedule. You got to show up when you're expected. If you don't, you're excused. Come back the next day, you know. Show up appropriate, be appropriate, claim yeah. the table and stuff like that. So we're teaching those things, which has been really uh, kind of eye opening.
0: Yes, definitely. And that was for me when I took the Dignity Serves um, curriculum. The thing that I think to, to to kind of distill it down is that we all. You may have a heart to do good, and you may intend to do good, but without really connecting in relationship with the person you're trying to do good for, you may inadvertently be doing harm and through the Dignity Dignity Center and the approach that you take it allows people to earn what they need but gives it to them in a manner that you know allows them to get back into the workforce and and sort of goes on a path towards a graduation towards employment outside of the Dignity Center is that
2: exactly everyone's goals are different we're not here to tell anyone that they must have a mortgage right? right everyone has a different a different thing that they need so if they need uh, help keeping the lights on or if they need to pay fines off so that they can get an id back Mm -hmm. or uh, so that they can get their children back for back child support or or saving for rent and security deposit so that they can get moved inside uh everyone's needs are different so we are trying to meet the goals of their goals right. and help them set those goals, and then help them take realistic steps towards those goals. Sure, uh, and along the way, we're hoping that they learn some skills so that they um, can meet their goals and uh, be gain- gainfully employed to support themselves and their families.
0: And the evolution's been really interesting. So I know you know that at one time you were doing palette art, and then coffee roasting, and now the manufacturing. So can you talk about what the limitations were with the palette art and then how that kind of matured into where you are today?
1: Yeah, we're, we kind of, uh, we know that we're not smart enough really to be where we're at right now. Okay. (laughs) So we know that God is definitely involved and we have a really great team of volunteers and, uh, uh, board members that are helping us kind of go through this. So Mm -hmm. we continually allow, um, them and, uh, God to kind of change us to meet the needs. So when we started, we learned that, um, the benefits of creating artwork. So that was really the primary purpose of that. Um, so we were actually allowing distressed folks to come in, take apart pallets, build signs, paint, paint signs. And then we had uh, churches that were selling those signs mm-hmm. at the uh, farmer's markets to generate income to do more of it. But we were so limited on the amount of income that we were generating that we had to, and people stop buying pallet art. You know, right. you can buy a few pieces for your house, but then you're pretty much done. <laughs> right. it. So, so we had to kind of move forwards. So that's when coffee kind of came dignity rushes mm-hmm. came into the picture, and then looking for that reoccurring revenue stream to be able to, uh, you know, really help folks that want to get rent help, so, which is really the, the key to have that reoccurring revenue opportunities for them. So that's kind of where we've where we've grown, and we're sure that in a year when you pop back again, we'll be doing yeah. something totally different.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and um, it's really cool to see. And I think it's, it helps to have had the background that you guys have in the corporate world to be able to apply maybe some of that thinking, which I think is hard. And, I, and I'd love, I think we could do a whole other episode that talks about your um, your journey. But I do think that by having that sort of revenue mindset from the past in there somewhere, you're able to connect some dots when you're saying, how can we serve more people? Sure, You know, you're able to, pro- to kind of... Uh, Deploy that old skill set. Would right. that be accurate?
1: It is for sure. We actually yeah. just talking about that this morning with mm-hmm. another couple, and we're we're kind of prepared for this stage of life right now. That's yeah, how that does it. So it's been really kind of cool to watch. And, uh,
2: um. and the reoccurring revenue, the idea yeah. of having a, a a subscription service to coffee. Yes, that was what was really really important to us because we know that for every eighty bags of coffee that someone subscribes to, we get to put another family in a house. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's very meaningful and every bag of coffee is important, you know, and, and makes a difference. So when businesses in, in Ocala subscribe to Dignity Roasters Coffee, they can know that they are making a direct impact on helping someone move into a house, sure. helping a family become housed. The
1: Resolute Real Estate, I think they're ones, aren't they? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: They might be one. Yes. <laughs> we have tons of the coffee and we keep getting the coffee because it's great coffee and it's for a great cause. Um, so you mentioned that you're ready for this stage of life, and so we're sitting now in what will be the new location for the Dignity Center, for Church in the Garden, for all of the different things that you guys are doing. So let's talk a little bit about what you're visioning here for this space.
1: Okay. i tell you, one of the hardest things that we have to deal with right now is people continually coming to us, looking for help and we're mm-hmm. not able to.
0: Yeah.
1: Just don't have the space, don't have the financial means to help. You know, when people are living on the streets, more than willing to work to get off the streets, and we don't have that opportunity for them, that's kind of where our hearts are being sure. pulled. So really the cool thing about this place um, is uh, it's gonna enable us to have three times the workforce. Wow. And we already have manufacturers that want us to do three times the work that we're currently doing.
0: I Man, that's so, so great. If you,
1: can, if you can imagine 30 people in here working at a time, every day of the week it's yeah. kind of the way it is. and So we'll all grow this place too, I'm sure, which is really kind of cool. But just, uh, um, that's the big thing, is just just uh, amount of space to be able
0: to. Ensure, sure. So. I mean, when we were walking through and you're telling me the different things that you're going to do, it's really uh, mind-expanding, almost mind-blowing <laughs> to think about, you, you talked about where Church in the Garden will be located, um, where you'll have your, uh, general store. Um, and what this was another area when I when we did the Dignity Serves curriculum um, to learn about how giving something to someone doesn't have that same it sort of takes power from the person. You're giving them you know what they need and you feel good, but but that doesn't take into account how the other person might feel. And that's not to discourage giving, it's just to really think about and so with the general store concept it's that they can earn to then purchase for themselves,
2: exactly, and
0: and, and the Christmas gift concept of, yep. you know, you're, you become the hero when you give them the gifts. Whereas if you per- partner in something where they are able to buy at a discount,
1: they that make really makes
0: a, a change. That's really yep, cool. That's the
1: trick. And really, just to give credit where credit is due, the dignity Service curriculum is not a work loves thing. It's, it was designed by Phil Hissom and his okay. group at Polis Institute in Orlando. So they're really the ones that... They did the research. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And well, we you guys work. lived it, to be fair. We I mean, did. that really helps when you guys have come in and are teaching and you yes. have lived that, you know, to, to be in relationship and learn the need. so
2: yeah. sure. I have a couple quick examples yeah, of please. the, um, you know, giving someone versus allowing them to earn it. Um, you have the ability to earn bicycles here, for example. Uh, so people need transportation to get to work and to get to services. So they come in here and they can work for three or four hours and they leave with a very nice bicycle that they have earned. And we have found that those bicycles don't end up at the pawn shop.
0: Mm. Those
2: bike bicycles are taken care of. They're locked up. Um, you know, they keep track of them and it's something that they've worked for. So now they have an asset that they, that they own. They own something that they've worked for. And when they get a taste of that, of, of being able to work for something and be rewarded for your work, they like it and they want to start working and earning more. Mm -hmm. Um, So the giving of a bicycle is great, but give it to someone like wear gloves where people can, can own, become owners right. of an asset like that's, that.
0: I, I know I neat. one of the churches that we've, we've gone to in the past had a program where they would give the bikes and one of the frustrations was they'd see the bike at the pawn shop. Exactly. So that, that's a great exactly. example.
2: Yeah. And you you touched on the Christmas store real quick. Mm-hmm. I just have a, a charming story about the Christmas sure, store please. we were working. Uh, we had set up a Christmas store and we had um, a woman come in and there was a, a huge deluxe easy bake oven, um, you know, fifty or sixty dollars if you buy it new, comes with all the food packs. It was very fancy and she was so excited. It was three dollars mm. and she only had five dollars to spend on her daughter for Christmas and she kept going back to it and looking at it and she decided yes i'm going to i'm going to invest 3 of my $5 mm. in that easy bake oven so we take it over and she's wrapping it and and she had never wrapped a gift before um, so i was showing her how to wrap a present and uh, she started shaking and crying and i asked her are you okay and she said i just never thought i would be able to buy something like this for my daughter oh wow and you know she paid $3 of the $60 gift But in her mind, she Mm -hmm. gets to wrap it, take it home, be the hero, put it under the tree. She worked for that money, and now she gets to do that for her daughter. Um, And we tend to take away that joy uh, by not allowing um, folks to do that. So that's kind of the concept here of our general store is allowing those in need to earn what they need so that they can provide for their family so that they can be the hero to their family.
0: Yeah. Those are, those are really great stories. I think help illustrate what it's hard to understand when you're giving, you know, you want to give, but it really helps to solidify the concept.
2: Someone still generously gave that gift, that brand new gift. Um, but it just, it just was given in a little bit different way.
0: Yeah. It makes a bigger impact. One of the things that I was, I'm just curious about in general is how the pandemic has impacted the needs in Marion County. Um, and and, and your your work.
1: Yeah, in in the nonprofit world, it's uh, been devastating. Um, The big thing is, I mean, everybody's struggling. So donor base, we lost probably 20, 25% of our donor base, Mm. which was difficult. Um, When we have so many people that were kind of counting on us to help them get through tough times, it was difficult. Another really difficult thing is volunteers, where a lot of our volunteers are um, retired because they're available during the week when we're, when we're working with folks. So a lot of them had to step away just because of the risk. So it was difficult. Um, so we actually have uh, clients now that we're paying to do the same work that volunteers were, uh, were doing before. Mm-hmm. So it's making things tighter. So it's uh, more difficult, but it's also teaching us ways of, you know, um, Expanding our horizons, so now we're actually raising up clients to not just do their work, but they're also supervising, doing so, which is kind of cool. But it's more difficult. This funding and volunteers is the main main thing.
0: So then, I mean, it's a natural transition then to talk about how someone that might be watching that's moved to help. How can they help?
1: Well, we'd love to have volunteers. If you're available, you know, feel free to email us. You know, uh, info at workloves.org. That's a great way to do it. If you're not able to, and you're able to help fund. Go on the website workloves.org and and chime in. I mean, when we started, um, we actually have homeless people that are donating ten dollars a month. So you just wow. sign up for monthly recurring revenue, which gives us a good plan for knowing as we grow, you know, how much we can afford to actually help mm. folks. So okay. so we have people that do that, which has really really been awesome. Um, and you mentioned the Gideon program. Yeah, so,
0: let's talk about that.
1: Okay, so this property here in again in nonprofit world, with we don't have extra funds in the bank. We're, um, we have this property here that's cost $300,000. We have a generous uh, family that purchased it for us, which is really cool. And we have five years to purchase it back from them. It's um, okay. kind of the way we're doing it. The Gideon story, we're in the Bible where God used uh, Gideon and 300 uh, soldiers to win a battle. We're kind of winning the battle with 300 people here. So mm-hmm. 300 people at $1,000 each, and we're going to pay cash for this place. That's so how we're gonna do it. That's great. And the walkway that we walked in right there is gonna be 300 bricks with folks' names or family names or church names or small group names. And we set it up to uh, make it a little more affordable. So we have some people doing 19.25 a week for one year or a thousand dollar check or, or monthly or, or whatever. So just we love the idea of having a lot of people involved in our work because we know uh, um, that it's not us. And that it's, right. just, uh, it's the community. well it
0: increases engagement, but I do wanna say I love your language. You didn't say, this is how we want to do it or hope to do it or plan to do it. You say, this is how we are doing it. Yeah. That's great language, I love it, yeah. <laughs> Just shows infinite confidence in what you're doing and, and you know the God you serve, you sure. know. I know you guys are very um, strong and faithful. You'd have to be well, to God do this. Is this faith. Is... God is faithful, sure. he's the one that's faithful. Right, yeah. right, right, no, this is incredible.
2: So the building we're in right now is the Dignity Center, and this is where a lot of our parts assembly happen. Um, We are also speaking with lots of other manufacturers in town that want to outsource some work to us. So um, a lot of that um, workforce readiness training will happen here. Um, a lot of the manu- light manufacturing, drop shipping and processing happens out of this warehouse space. All clients um, earn what they need, which means uh, we don't exchange cash. All of our clients are actually volunteers who um, will share with us a goal that they have. Um, they do some work here, then Wear Gloves will make a donation to that towards that goal. For example, someone needs to keep the lights on, so they, they work for us for... Um, six hours and at the end of their shift or at the end of their week they get a check for sixty dollars made out to their light company mm-hmm. that they can then take that money that they've earned, they go to the light bill, the light company, they pay their bill um, with money that they've earned. Uh, so that is how we allow those that need to earn what they sure. need. Um, so that kind of work happens here. Another building that we have here is a, is set up as a garage workshop space um, and we plan on training some uh, construction skills, welding skills. We have lots of people in our in our community with lots of skills to teach uh, and we invite them in to um, have classes and offer some training uh, so that our clients can learn something new and, and, and transition into a new career for them. Uh, we have another building here that will be the future home of Dignity Roasters Coffee. So that is growing. We have um, customers all over the country that subscribe to coffee now in all 50 states, actually. Wow. And we have uh, expanded our delivery program to also include Alachua County. So we're going to Gainesville a couple times a week. And we have some some cafes that are serving Dignity Roasters up there as well, um, which is pretty cool. So all that roasting (laughs) happens over there and all the shipping and packaging and processing. Our clients are able to learn... Um, how to work with food. So they get serve-safe training, they become certified. The reason we do coffee is because we can offer food handling certifications. So that's why we uh, we wanted a food product, because it's a skill that a lot of people can learn, they get a piece of paper, and they can go get a job at lots of places in town. Um, we have another building that will be some case management, group therapy, art therapy, office space, uh, and then a large field that's going to be our church in the garden. It's a church that meets outside for people who live outside primarily. It's a safe space to come in and, and fellowship and commune together. We have one table that goes around the whole yard. Um, everybody will sit at the same table because everybody is equal in God's eyes and in wear gloves eyes.
0: Yeah, that's so yeah. great. I'm, this place is so exciting and invigorating. So, when did you get in here? You gotta you gotta get through the hurdles, I guess, right? Well, All see, the...
1: Back in March, it was gonna be April first. Yeah. So <laughs> things changed since then. But so we have uh, a door behind us there that's getting installed tomorrow. Yep. For Marshall marshal in yep. Friday, and then hopefully city inspection and occupancy next Monday.
0: Wow, that's so exciting. Yeah. Well, congratulations. This so will be much. you know be a, a culmination of I know a lot of hard work and prayer and uh, it's gonna have such a great impact on our community. Yeah. It's incredible.
1: It's very cool. So yeah. we're, we're excited about it, and excited to see what uh, the future holds.
0: Absolutely, so. all right. Well, thank you so much, Ken and Wendy. I appreciate it. I'm Clay Layman. This is Ocala Hustle. Please uh, subscribe to the podcast or to our YouTube channel and connect with us as we continue to tell the story of Ocala business. Thanks so much.